when I talk about innovation, it's about people, not stuff. People make the stuff get done. People make things happen. And having this conversation with Yasmeen Robbins, it was really compelling to see what she's doing in her leadership roles to not only lead in her different roles. She was an assistant principal. She works as a instructional lead with a state organization right now, but how she's actually finding ways to connect people with one another to actually create some of those smaller communities for us to have those conversations. And I've known Yasmeen for a while now we've connected. She's done different roles and I've, I've met her several times. We've had some really great conversations. And so we talk a lot about leadership, how we connect people and really kind of that, that personal feeling, why it's really important to see those times that we take to talk to one another, to know who they are. Um, not really, I tell that's an investment of time that we take into people that helps them to move further. And when we were talking, we just didn't talk about leadership. We got into our love for basketball shoes. And it was really cool to kind of see this because we actually have connected several times to know this. And so I love having these opportunities to have these conversations, to hear about education, but also kind of just understand, you know, who we are as people, some of the things that we're interested in and then find those common connections. I had such a blast on this podcast. You're going to love Yasmeen. Make sure that you connect with her. You can see her uh, her connections, uh, where she's, you can find her on social media in the comments. You're going to love it. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. Hey everyone, this is George Coase, another episode of the Innovators Mindset Podcast. I am so pumped today. And I was, I'm pumped because not only was I excited before, but then Yasmin and I started talking and we were talking shoes. And so I've been looking forward to this because Yasmin is super busy. It's hard to get a meeting at the same time. We're on different time zones, but Yasmin Robbins, for the people who don't know her, she's actually in North Carolina. Uh, we started talking when you were, I think, administrator at the time. I think you're either... No, I'm an instructional coach the first time I met you. Yeah. So instructional coach, like, so you were like yeah. leadership team, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we further connected when you were assistant principal. And basically yeah. every time I talked to you, you got a new job. So that's kind of <laughs> how that goes. So that's, that's my career too, right? Like, you know, but I think mine's probably different as people are like, okay, it's time for you to leave here. So, so Yasmin is like an incredible leader. Um, and we're going to talk about some of the things that she's working on actually outside education. We're going to talk a little bit about shoes because shoes no, is happening definitely. right now. And, uh, Yasmin, I'm so pumped to have you on the podcast and thanks for taking the time. And I just love connecting with you. It's just awesome. So anyone who doesn't know you, just give like a little brief overview of your career in education. Definitely. So I've been in education for about 16 years now. And um, I started as a classroom teacher for about eight years. And then I became a K-5 instructional coach for um, four years. And then um, was selected to be a part of a, um, a North Carolina principal prep program Mm -hmm. and became an assistant principal for three and a half years. And just recently, literally recently, February 15th, accepted a new position with North Carolina Department of Instruction as an instructional review consultant. So what does that, what does that look like? Like, what do you, what do you do in that role? Cause I I wouldn't know that. Like, what, what do you, what would you do in that role? So we work with, we're kind of like a third party review for like the federal government. So schools in North Carolina receive what we call IPG grants, 
program grants. So as they do that, we come in, we just support schools literally and helping them to implement their grant and give them feedback and support um, to make sure that, um, to ensure that they're implementing the programs and the instructional practices that they want to implement using the innovative grant um, funds. So. so Okay. So now, now that you're in new into this position, you know, and it's, you know, like a lot of things about pushing forward. So what's like the first thing that you did in this job? Like when you think of like, Hey, this is the first thing I had to do. Like what, what, what was that? What did that look like? I think like any, any, any job it's training. Mm. It was an abundance of training yeah. and abundance, just learning, um, about IPG grants really. And, um, learning about the process of how to support schools through the IPG process. Um, and then looking at grant applications and the biggest part, the other component that we use, we not only look at their IPG grant, but we also look at their SIP plan. Mm -hmm. So just reviewing SIP plans and getting familiar with that, those things and looking at action steps and, um, making sure they align with what, um, DPI says that the, each indicator should look like. Um, so that's kind of like the dive in session. And, and like in our conversations that you and I've had, um, you know, kind of on the side, we've always talked about like how we help people move toward change. And I'm going to be honest with you, and this might embarrass you a little bit, but like every time we talk, it's like, we're, we're like best friends and we've talked like three times. Like you make me feel like that every single time. Right. Oh, and so no, seriously. That. Right. Like we just have the best yeah. conversations every time. We do. And, we do. and there's something about that personality and it like i'm like are we best friends we <laughs> like, are, are we, we are definitely best friends because there's no because there's no way that it's just me right like i feel like you just have an energy when you connect with people which i think is really yeah. important when they're dealing with hard stuff right yeah and so like definitely. what do you what do you do like i don't i'm like i'm like gonna be hurt if you say no you are my only best friend like i feel this is the only acceptable answer <laughs> But I know, I know that's not true, right? We are definitely best friends and we've connected even more just based on shoes. I mean, leadership was number one, right? but shoes like solidified the friendship, <laughs> like honestly. Right. We're like, yeah, we are best friends. But, but there's <laughs> something like when you're moving people, right? Like there is that, like it's part of it too, right? Like it's way easier to connect with people um, when you're, when you're trying to get people to try things that are hard, that are new, that yeah. are challenging, right? Those personal yeah. connections are so imperative, right? Like, how do you how do you build that in your your new role? How do you build that in your admin role? Like, what are some of the things that you know someone is listening? Because I I remember having this conversation with somebody, and like I'm all about innovation. They're like, yeah, relationships shouldn't matter. I'm like, people trying new things is terrifying, and if they don't think that yeah. you care about them, they are not going to do it. So I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I think and it's the the thing I'm gonna say is like it can sound minute, but it's so impactful. Mm -hmm. You've got to show people that you're human. And I think that's one of the biggest aspects when we talked about my the first administrator that I worked with, mm -hmm. just showing her human aspect. Um, being able to empathize and let people know that you make mistakes, you don't understand everything, that you have to seek out answers as well, that you need a team to support you the way you're going to support people. I think showing people that human aspect is so important. That right there starts the connection. Like, okay, you know what? It's okay that you didn't get your lesson plan correct. Let me help you walk you through this because I can remember a time when I was... Mm -hmm being a new teacher. And this is an example of what happened with me. Just those small little things really help people to say, okay, you know what? I can drop, I can drop my guard mm -hmm. because now I can make a connection with you. 
because I see that you're just as human as I am. And that's so important in being any type of leadership role. Yeah, it, it, it is so massive. And I think a lot of times it, in the way that I see it is that it is an investment, right? People will say like, look, I don't have time for this and blah, blah, blah. But then when people don't actually try things because they don't trust you, right? Like yeah. that, then, yeah. then you're wasting, then that, to me, it is the waste of time then too, right? You're trying to convince people. And there's one thing that you said that I think is really important. And I, I used to connect this all the time. It is much better for me to say, I don't know, but I'm willing to go and try to figure that out as opposed to saying, I know, and then everyone realizes I don't know. And then I just look like an idiot. Right. And I, I I don't, I think people, sometimes there's like, I talk about this kind of like balance of insecurity and arrogance and like confidence is actually a really important thing as a leader. But when I talk about confidence, it is not that, you know, everything It's that you have the ability to like be vulnerable to you know, admit mistakes. And like, if you're thinking about that, is there a connection to that, you know, kind of thinking about that confidence? Cause I'm sure you've seen, you probably have had some point in your life, you know, worked with maybe a teacher an administrator that was, you know, will, not willing to like admit they didn't know something. Right. And I think that causes oh, more honestly, issues. Than... Let me tell you right now, it was a parent. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. My first year as an assistant yeah. principal was a parent. So a parent came in and, um, the, the student was late, like consistently mm-hmm. late. And we had this rule at our school, like if a student is late, like four times a checks in late without right. a parent, then you get ISS. So like, I immediately was like, okay, I'm going to follow the process. Like, I'm sorry, but your child has ISS, blah, blah, blah. This is what it is. Um, so the parent was livid and mm-hmm. I was like, they called and was like, let me speak to Miss Robbins. And I'm like, okay. So I get on the phone and the parent was like, my child is late, but my child is, is late for a, a specific reason. And I said, okay, well, she was like, well, it's my fault. Cause I can't get my child to school. Mm-hmm. And I said, I totally get that, but this is the rule. And you know, we, we kind of have to follow the rules. She was like, and then the parent goes, well, we have car trouble and trying to get my child to school was very difficult and so essentially what it came down to is that the parent there were some outside variables mm-hmm. that we weren't aware of and i had to take a step back and say you know what sometimes you gotta lead with questions right, right? like it's so important not to just jump to the exact situation but lead with questions to say okay let me dig a little deeper okay what's going on why is it going on um what can you tell me more about the situation? So really and truly, it's it's so important. One of the things that I led with, one of the things that I've realized is just, we've got to be able as leaders to say, let me take a step, let mm-hmm. me take a moment mm-hmm. and let me try and to dig a little deeper without, I know we have protocols and we have processes that we need to follow, but abort those to see mm-hmm. the human side of someone else as you are revealing your human side and really lead with questions, lead with understanding before you just drop the hammer. So, okay, there, I'm connecting this to something that I'm feeling uh, is, that is like, should be how we treat each other on social media. That is like a really big thing for me. And sure. I've had, and I've had, I've had this happen to me and I've, I, I, will tell I will tell people I've also been this person, right? If I see something I don't agree with or something that bothers me, and it could be something like I'm feeling that day, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm already in a bad mood. So like anything I'm like ready to be attacked. And I've, I've seen this a lot more is that like, oh, you are saying all teachers are horrible. And I've, that's not been 
you know, happened to me, but I've seen people get that. I'm like, Oh wow. That's like pretty presumptive. Right. Or like, um, I remember someone said to me, like, you just share this for likes and clicks and just to sell books and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, first of all, I am an author, right? Like, so this kind of need to sell some books like that, like is part of my work, but how do you, how do you actually know my intent? Like, how do you know what, like, do you just, you, do you actually, like, I don't even know what's going on in my own head sometimes. Right. So like, you know, in it, I doubt it. And one of the things I always talk about is that sometimes when we get frustrated with how we connect with people online, just exactly what you said, just step back and ask a question. Maybe you're, mm-hmm. maybe you're just misreading something. Cause it could be, yeah. and if they say like, Hey, like I actually, uh, I, this, I do think teachers are bad then, then have at it. Right. Then if that's what you think, then if that's what they say, then yeah. Okay. You were right. And now you can push back. But I think a lot of times we make those assumptions and that, that causes more issues long-term, right? Cause Especially when we, I think when you're talking about that from the viewpoint of an administrator, it, let's say you have that conversation with a parent and you just assume, attack them. What is that parent mm-hmm. going to do? They're going to talk to all these other parents who say like, yes. yeah, it means this way. Whereas the same thing online, someone attacks me for something and I'm thinking, Hey, look, I can mute you. I might not pay attention to you, but all these other people who want to dip their toe in are not dipping their toe in. Cause they saw it and they're like, I don't want to be that person. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we don't realize that we a lot of times come with assumptions when we see things and hear things and the way in which we do process, especially in school building process and procedures. We go in classrooms, we assume that instruction mm-hmm. is supposed to look like this. We assume that students are supposed to act this way. But a lot of times we've got to kind of be aware of our own assumptions mm-hmm. and start to question. And if we begin to start with questions, we begin to make a connection, we begin to build understanding. And now we can change those assumptions and change our thinking to kind of not necessarily fit, but more mm-hmm. so accommodate the individuals around us. Yeah. And it, it's the, it's the Covey seek first to understand before being understood. Right. It's like, exactly. I, I love the Covey stuff. I've always resonated with it because it, it feels like common sense, but it also, you know, it's kind of like frames it. And one of the things that you and I talked about a while ago, and you're kind of full steam ahead with it now, is um, I think about what I didn't know when I was in, when I started as a principal and when I was assistant mm-hmm. principal. And really, I started going on Twitter, started the site Connected Principles to like connect um, in those spaces to learn. And now you actually are creating something that's specifically starting in North Carolina um, with administrators. And I actually got to sit in on the feedback and, you know, I'm like a little side, like way in the back, you know, kind of, you know, have a little bit of this and people were just in like the feedback on it was so incredible. Right. Like they were just there. And I don't know if you kind of like, just like, oh, I'm going to make, like, I'm just going to get everyone that likes me. Like it was so like everyone was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. So like, tell, tell, tell us about what that is. Like, tell me, Absolutely. tell everyone that doesn't know. I'm going to start with kind of like how it came about in my mm-hmm. brain. Um, I was, like I said earlier, I had the opportunity to be selected to be a part of the Sandhills um, leadership program. One of two in Cumberland County at that time. And during that program, it's a great program. Um, we had the opportunity to kind of travel across the state of North Carolina and to have conversations with um, 
magnificent school leaders and superintendents. And they were telling us, I mean, these are school leaders that were really impactful and making a difference in student achievement and teacher re retention and talking about things they've implemented in their schools and programs and the type of instruction that's mm -hmm. happening. And as I'm traveling, because each Thursday we had an opportunity to travel to a different district, a different city to see these schools and, and speak with principals. I'm like, why don't I know about this stuff in Cumberland right. County? Like, what they're doing right now is definitely going to help what we're doing because we're in the process of like adopting some type of um, reading component for like three five and a school not to a district not too far from us had already just begun the adoption process and they had laid out the adoption process which is very different from how we did it but doesn't make what we did incorrect mm -hmm. theirs was just a little bit more effective i'm just gonna be honest so we i had the opportunity to see all these different things and i'm just like why don't i know this thing why don't i know everything that's happening here in north carolina um so i I was doing an internship for about a month in a different um, county and I'm sitting there with the principal and I'm like, um, so how do you keep up with everything that's happening? Like the trends and being, being able to communicate with different principals. Cause once I leave this mm -hmm. awesome program, which is I'm networking, I'm getting phone numbers. What do I do then? You know, will the networking continue? So she shared with me, you know, the NC Papa conference that happens once a year. Um, talk to me a little bit about literature. And I'm like, so is there like a central hub for school leaders here in North Carolina? And honestly, there wasn't, we couldn't come up with one. We couldn't locate right. one. Like where do where, where do school leaders get resources? There's such a plethora of platforms to support teachers when it comes to resources. But for school leaders, it's so difficult to find those. Um, we talked a little bit about Twitter. I mean, everybody's mm -hmm. on Twitter. Yep. And a lot of school leaders begin to get on Twitter um, when it first became a, um, a, a momentous situation. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, it's so overly saturated. It's so hard to find information that you want to really hone in. Um, so it just came in my brain, like, why is there not an app for school leaders? Why is there not something mm -hmm. that I can just download on my phone? And like, if I have a question, cause I had questions being a new AP, my principal, we're collaborating, we're in the data room. Well, what is so-and-so doing to address the situation? How are they handling retentions? What does it look like for remediation? Um, how do we find the answers to this? Because a lot of times you're in your district, you only know what your district knows. Right. What happens when we're able to open that up and you're able to gain access to and, 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 and a broader amount of information across the state of North Carolina that's helping students. So um, I begin to kind of like outline and make notes and try to figure out what the app would look like, what components it, ne it needed to have in order to help school leaders. Um, met with a company in Raleigh, Lithos. Mm -hmm. um, threw my ideal out there. They said, listen, we can help you really map this out. We can talk about how many different screens. So I've been working with them for the past two years to really develop this app and to make sure that it serves school leaders in a way that we can create a collaborative leadership structure that goes beyond the four walls. Because a, a conference is wonderful, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. But what happens in that year's time, there's a year's worth of innovation happening. 
yes, we have the principal of the year, but mm -hmm. that's one individual. That's one point of access. There's principals who are doing impactful work on a daily basis. And just because they're not principal of the year doesn't mean that we don't need to hear about the work that they're doing right. and how it's serving kids, you know? So, um, that's kind of how it started and um in the process right now just we've tested it with school leaders we've had about uh six groups six groups so about 60 to 70 principals right now who've um reviewed the app and provided feedback and the first thing they say is i need it mm -hmm. when is it going live how do we get that's what they all say that day <laughs> yeah i even when? did pre-service principals yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the that's the statement they had as well. Um, so I I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about the opportunity to provide North Carolina school system with something that I think will help to really push education in a in a in a positive direction. We're doing work here in North Carolina that's amazing, but I think this is definitely a boost when we talk about school leaders who live in silos for so long. Well, they, they, so this is, the, I've, I've shared this analogy before and, but this is like so applicable here. Did you ever go to summer camp as a kid? Like, did you ever go to I like, did. okay. So I, I know I'm a little bit older than you. I think I'm a lot older than you, to be honest with you. So, so when you go to summer camp, I don't know if anyone's listening to this, if you're in my age range, you probably went to summer camp, you met some like awesome people, right? Mm -hmm. Which would be Etsy Papa, right? <laughs> So you go there and then you're like, we're going to be friends forever. We're going to stay in contact forever. We're going to like write letters. Yeah. And then you never talk to each other ever again. Right. Ever again. And then maybe you might see them again. Oh, I cannot believe we lost touch. Yeah, what are you this, doing now? Now forever. Right. And the thing, I think the thing is that you basically said, Hey, we're doing all your summer camp. Like we can have the actual summer camp, but we're, I'm going to make sure that we can connect with each other too. Like that, yeah. that's the analogy, right? Like, I think exactly. that's the difference yes. between kids now. Like my daughter, she's four and a half, her best friend, like best friend at two moved and they, they talked to each other. They're four, like, that was like when I was four, if you left, that's it, you're done. Like we're, <laughs> I'm never, I'm never talking to you again. We're, I'm going to talk to you. Right. Like I'm going to phone you and it was like long distance. So, you know, that would cost money and things like that. So it's kind of interesting. The, the other thing that I think is really fascinating about it, and it really makes me kind of think about my kind of, you know, journey on Twitter, connecting with all these principles and things like that. I think there was a benefit and I'm sure, I'm sure there is too right now. There is a little bit of a benefit because there wasn't that many administrators on. Right. And, it, yes. and like, I've encouraged a ton of people to get on. And I think, is that part of it was, it was like, it was massive, but there was also a smaller community, but now the, mm -hmm. that smaller community has become massive. And then I think people are creating smaller communities within that community. Right. So like, I see a lot of people yeah. interacting and I think sometimes we just like, Hey, like, can we just kind of, instead of going to the gigantic network, can we create these mm -hmm. smaller communities that are more, and that was one of the things that was really interesting is that when you talked about, cause that I've seen like, Hey, we, we have a leadership program in our school district and we have the same person running it for the last 30 years. And they're basically going to train you how to be a principal in this school district, this way that has been the way. Right. And that's, you know, there's obviously value in that. I'm not against tradition, but the idea is that too, like, Hey, like it's hard. 
this is a great way to like learn say like, Hey, we're in the same context. We have some of the mm-hmm. same things. And I know this about you. There's no way that you will take the idea of someone else exactly as it is and just implement it that way because you know how exactly, important it is yeah. to know your kids. And then yes. like, you might say like, that's really good. I'm going to tweak this, change this. Yes. Right. And I think that's one of though all those concepts are, are kind of built into that. So like, I think what we're forgetting sometimes is, as we, as we, um, become school leaders is that over the course of time that kids are changing, mm-hmm. this is the real reality. And we acknowledge that kids are changing, but teachers are also changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And totally. we have to figure out how to lead this new group of teachers coming in. Um, their mindsets are different. The, they're, they're risk takers more so than I, right. than I was, when I was a teacher. Um, their needs are different. Um, same thing with students. And when you don't have the answers, where do you go to find those answers? I was actually at a conference one day um, in North Carolina and uh, a, a representative from DPI, I wasn't at DPI at the time, I was still an assistant principal, um, had sat next to me and she was telling me about um, how she is over a region. So she does school support for a region of principals. And um, she was explaining to me that she had a new principal and she said, you know, um, I really wish I had a mentor for mm-hmm. this principal. Totally. Like she really needs a mentor. And um, I just, I, 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 I haven't been in the region for, for a while, so I don't know who's a really good principal, right, to pair her with. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, that's important to know. Like, even as a veteran principal, you still need a mentor. But new principals, you think about the data right now. Most principals, uh, most schools in North Carolina are ran by principals with less than three years of experience. Truth. And so it's like they need some type of guidance, some type of mentorship. So within the app, we built that in there. Mm -hmm. We have the opportunity for school leaders who are doing amazing work. So we're not just talking the principal of the year, but schoolies across the state of North Carolina, superintendents are able to identify those school leaders who serve as those, those mentor leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And they get a verified check. So now if I'm in a region or I'm serving a school support and I'm looking for a mentor for a new principal, I can easily access that on the app. Um, the app serves so many different components that we don't necessarily, we haven't really thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, when we think about, when we go to um, conferences and we hear about the the work that certain school leaders are doing, the number one question, I promise you, the number one question school leaders ask is, what does their school look like? Right. Not that it technically matters. Um, we know that if you're doing something here, I can kind of tweak it to make it work in my school if I if I tweak it correctly. But it's still a question that schoolers mm-hmm. need to know. What does your size of your school look like? What is the demographics of your school? All of those things is the first question they think about. Yeah, it's working there, but will it work here? You know, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another question that's being answered in the app. So school leaders have this profile. They are able to see the demographics mm-hmm. of the schools at which they're tied to. But even more importantly, they have the opportunity to talk about, okay, what am I really good at? And what do I need target areas of support? So if I am a school leader who's really, really good at, let's say, distributive leadership, and I'm able to connect with a school leader who needs support in that aspect, I can do that because you're able to search for school leaders based on their strengths. But also, if I'm looking for an area of support, whether it's, um, 
let's say remediation, how to build a remediation plan within my school um, master schedule, then I'm able to get information, which mm -hmm. is um, professional development, resources, all those things are now sent to me and targeted to me based on my areas of need. So we're really working on really differentiating mm -hmm. the content that school leaders are receiving within this app. And what's, what's, what's cool. And like, just kind of listening to conversation. I think this is kind of with like, there's so many opportunities there. There, you, there's so many things that you thought about kind of putting it together, but then also the user will end up shaping it too, right? Like they'll yeah. like, Hey, we need this, we need this. And like, that's what I think is one of the benefits of those smaller communities. Now, Yasmin, I got like, we got, I got a jet. Yasmin, and I talked about for 45 minutes his shoes. So like oh, this did. podcast is like a little bit, like a little bit shorter. And I'm, and I actually, I, I don't, I'm like, I'm a little bit disappointed for everyone that they're missing out on you, but I, I loved our conversation. So, I did too. So, I so totally did. I, I am at late for something else, but I don't <laughs> care. I'm going to ask you something. Okay. I, sh I share this term because we were, we, we talk, we could talk education forever, but boy, could we talk shoes? Like we could talk okay. shoes. So I explained this concept. So it's actually funny because we were talking about this soul savvy group that I'm a part of that's about shoes. And I see like so many similarities, but it's like about like baseball, basketball shoes. And I shared this term, what is your grail shoe? The holy grail shoe. So like oh, yeah. every shoe out there, what is like the one shoe you want? Is the it the one? Is it the one? I, is it the one I know? Like I, you may or may not, but I'm going to tell you okay. the one shoe that I want and I have not gotten my hands on yet is the patent leather, all black Jordans. They're like all, I don't even know what number they are, but are they're they, patent leather. Are they Jordan ones? They're not Jordan ones. They're not Jordan ones. They're not, but they're Jordans. They're not Jordan ones. Do you have them? No, I don't. I don't know. They're, <laughs> could they be? I, I thought you were going to say these ones. <laughs> They're because on my if list. You That's like number two. <laughs> if you are listening from North Carolina right now, right? These are the the UNC University Blue, North Carolina, Jordan ones. So they they are they weren't my grail Jordan. shoes, but people made them my grail grail shoes because they couldn't stop talking about it. I gotta I gotta see this. So you don't know you don't know what version they are. No. Okay. But I'm gonna I I can look them up and see. So for, for all those people, so just so you know, if you think I have a shoe problem, then meet Yasmin because she's got a <laughs> shoe problem too. And we're in this together, and right? And, and you've just like amplified that. Shoe I have totally, I have totally caused. Where's the Nike or Jordan 11s? Air Jordan 11s. 11s. Okay. So if you're out there, if any, oh, the, I think I've seen those. That's my grill shoe. That's your grail. Okay, so for those, if you if you uh, if you're listening, you know what? This is what I do now. If you're listening and you have access to a Jordan Eleven, <laughs> it has to be at retail price, so you can't be selling for more. Yeah. Find Yasmin. So all of her social media is connected. That is the grail shoe. My gray That's shoe right. is the Jordan One origin story. They're like a collaboration between the original <laughs> Bulls and Spider Man. So if anyone else is listening. You and Yasmin, they're amazing too, by the way. They are amazing, right? They're and amazing. I just introduced them before the podcast, right? So, it, seriously, I had such a blast talking with you. I am like Thank so you. excited to see um, where that app goes. I love watching your journey. I'm interested when I talk to you next, you know, a couple of weeks, uh, what job you'll have then. <laughs> <laughs> right? What job you'll have then. <laughs> you know, 
You never know. Every, every, seriously, because everyone benefits from, you know, thank you so much for like totally making my day. Like, it's just thank awesome. Thank you for having me. It's it been a, a blast. pleasure. I it is such a blast. It's amazing. We got it. So next time, next time you're on, we are like, we're going to like crowdsource the name for our like shoe podcast. What we're going to do. Cause we could, it is amazing how much we could talk about shoes. Do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So when I get those Jordan ones, the, the blue ones, I'm going to tag you in my post. Just so you, you know. I'm telling you. So we are recording this March 23rd. You're getting a March 24th. I swear tomorrow is your day because they're releasing tomorrow. They're, it is happening tomorrow. I am putting it out into the universe for you. Thank you. And when, Thank you. I and then first that. podcast, we're going to like, it's going to be feed on the desk. Wearing our UNC blues. Yes. All right. Definitely. You're awesome. Seriously. Thanks for so much for being Thank here. Thank you. You are too. George. Everyone, if you want to make your life better, connect with Yasmin. Okay. So absolutely advice <laughs> for her social media is down below. Uh, connect, Yasmin, you're awesome. So I hope I, I, I can't wait to talk to you again. So thanks everybody Same for here. listening. Thanks for Yasmin. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Bye everybody.